Welcome to this week's edition of the St. Paul Podcast. I'm Peter Marty, Senior Pastor of St. Paul Lutheran Church, located in the heart of Davenport, Iowa. Right here each week, you can hear a message to inspire your walk with God and hear beautiful music to fill your life. Let this podcast be your occasion to contemplate some of the deepest things in life, just as I hope it helps faith come alive for you. I'm Katie Warren, one of the pastors here at St. Paul, and I don't know if you listen to this podcast regularly or maybe it's your first time checking it out, but either way, thank you for tuning in. We hope this podcast is a blessing to you today. Earlier this week, we marked the beginning of the season of what we call Advent. I know when you walk into stores right now or you see commercials on TV, it's already all about the season of Christmas, but in the church anyway, we set aside these four weeks or so leading up to Christmas to think intentionally about what it means to welcome Christ into the world, into our lives. How do we anticipate the arrival of Christ on earth once again this year? Or what does it mean for God to take on flesh and blood and live among us? So during Advent, you'll hear lots of words like wait and watch and prepare, all of it meant to sort of shape our faithful perspective leading up to this joyful celebration of Christmas. So today, we will spend some time thinking about this brief passage from the Gospel of Matthew that, as you might expect from what I just said, it references those Advent themes. There's a kind of command from God to keep awake and stay alert to God's presence, because no one knows the time or the place or ways in which God might show up in our lives next. Considering that we're supposed to be getting into the Christmas spirit, this passage has 
a sort of a strange or ominous tone to it. It doesn't quite sound like something you might expect to hear with Christmas trees up and all the festivities going on around us. So what does it all mean then for our lives of faith? Well, let's take a step back. First, let's read this section from Matthew's Gospel, chapter 24, and then we'll get to answering that question. So Jesus said to his disciples, About that day and hour no one knows, neither the angels of heaven nor the Son, but only the Father. For as in the days of Noah, so will be the coming of the Son of Man. As in those days before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage, until the day Noah entered the ark, and they knew nothing until the flood came and swept them all away. So too will be the coming of the Son of Man. Then two will be in the field, one will be taken and one will be left. Two women will be grinding meal together, one will be taken and one will be left. So keep awake, therefore, for you do not know on what day your Lord is coming. But understand this, if the owner of the house had known in what part of the night the thief was coming, he would have stayed awake and would not have let his house be broken into. Therefore, you also must be ready, for the Son of Man is coming at an unexpected hour. So, Let's take a listen now to a reflection on this passage and how particularly that analogy of Jesus as a thief coming in the middle of the night, how that might actually be good news for each of us today. A little over two years ago, the police department in Washington County, Oregon, received a somewhat frantic 911 call person on the other end of the line reported that they heard an intruder inside their home, and it ended up being such a unique situation that the sheriff's office actually later posted a detailed account of what unfolded next uh, on their Facebook page for people to read. It went something like this. 1.48 p.m., reporting party calls 911 and says someone is in her bathroom, Tells dispatch the person has the bathroom door locked. The caller can see shadows under the bathroom door. Two minutes later, 1.50 p.m., multiple deputies respond to the house. 1.55 p.m., deputies surround the house and request a canine unit to assist them. Deputies also can hear noise coming from the bathroom. Ten minutes later, 2.05 p.m., After several announcements, the suspect does not come out as commanded, and with guns drawn, deputies push through the bathroom door to encounter the suspect, an automated robot vacuum. 2.13 p.m., Deputy Rogers clears the call with the following summary. As we entered the home, we could hear rustling in the bathroom. We made several announcements, and the rustling became more frequent. We breached the bathroom door and encountered a very thorough vacuuming job being done by a Roomba robotic vacuum cleaner. Nothing was taken except for some dust on the floor. (laughs) The homeowners, as you might imagine, were left a little bit embarrassed by the whole situation, but otherwise were just fine. I'm left with a few questions after reading this story, like, 
What did they tell their neighbors when they asked why squad cars had surrounded their home earlier in the day? Or how exactly did the Roomba get locked in the bathroom in the first place? Or maybe more importantly, will they ever use the Roomba again? I'm not sure. These are the sorts of stories we love to hear, one that makes us laugh and that thankfully ends on a happy note. There are, of course, countless other occasions of burglaries or violence that are nothing to laugh at, much more serious. The truth is, uh, we would expect to hear stories of various crimes or robbery, funny or otherwise, in the news or to read it in the paper or even on a police department's social media page. But where we might not expect to hear such a story would be in scripture of all places, such as this brief little part of Matthew's gospel that I read for you just a moment ago, where we're offered these images that compare Jesus to a thief. On this first day of the season of Advent, as we make our way closer to the celebration of Christmas, what we don't hear this morning is this cozy nativity scene or talk of sweet little baby Jesus. Not yet. We'll get there eventually. But instead, oddly enough, we have this strange, maybe even slightly disturbing warning to be ready. Keep awake because the Lord will come like a robber prowling around your house at night ready to break in when you least expect it and grab your prized possessions. Not exactly a story that's as laughable as a robot vacuum being mistaken for an intruder. So what do we do with this image of God as an invader in our home? It doesn't really fit with the Jesus we usually talk about who heals and feeds and comforts others or the Jesus of the nativity, those images we're used to seeing this time of year especially. What does it mean that God actually promises to show up and take things away from us. Well, it could mean that we should, in fact, prepare to be robbed. It might sound a little bit odd, but if we are to place our faith in a God who can do unexpected or unimaginable things, but um, then it might not be out of the realm of possibility that God could break into our lives in some unconventional way. That one of the major themes of this season of Advent is to make room for Christ in our homes and in our lives, to prepare a space for God where we have otherwise been too busy or too distracted or too full for whatever reason. So what if Jesus threatens to show up as a thief, of all things? Because in a sense, we need someone to sweep through our lives and steal what we won't willingly give up. The kinds of things that we cling to or that consume too much of our time and energy and space in our lives that we actually need kind of taken away from us like our apathy. 
Maybe we have become so numb to violence that fills the headlines every day or the needs of those in our community that we need someone to shake us awake a bit, to, to take away our indifference to the suffering or the struggle of others. Or maybe we need our fear stolen from us so that we would no longer be tied down by the worry that keeps us up at night. And instead, we could be freed, as our words of confession said this morning, freed to live with courage and hope. If we really thought about it this morning, each of us could come up with some idea, I'm sure, of what we'd want to be taken away from us, or even those things we don't notice, that maybe we need stolen from our lives, our own self-righteousness, our hardened hearts or inability to forgive, or for that matter, our disinterest in acknowledging where we have been callous or hurt those around us. We could go on and on, but I think you get the idea. I once heard someone suggest that just like many of us make a Christmas list this time of year, we could also benefit from putting together an Advent list. So in addition to spending time thinking about the gifts we want to receive this time of year, we could also write down or pray for what we want God to take away from us. Where do we really hope that God would break in and walk away with our own hurt or sadness or resentment or anger or whatever it might be that we haven't found a way to get rid of ourselves? Maybe what sounds like this strange ominous description of Jesus as a robber is actually good news for us. That one of the great promises of Advent is that God would show up when and how and where we might least expect it. And if God could appear as a thief in the middle of the night, and that could be a good thing, then what other unexpected things might God be doing in our lives? When and where else could God surprise us with a kind of grace or love that just catches us off guard? There's a theologian named Frederick Buechner who once described how people of faith should regularly kind of ponder the unpredictability of God. And Buechner wrote, those who believe in God can never in a way be sure again. Once they've seen Christ in a stable of all places, they can't be sure where else he will appear or to what lengths he will go. That there is no place or time so lowly that God's holiness could not be present right there too. At our house right now, it is the the start, start of the season of Advent. We put up our Christmas decorations, but it's also in our home, uh, as many of you may know, a World Cup season. My wife, Allison, is a soccer coach, so we watch a lot of soccer at our house. I've grown to appreciate the sport much more over the years. Uh, But the one thing I have learned the most about soccer is that there are no commercial breaks. (laughs) There are two halves, 45 minutes each, and the clock never stops. The camera never cuts away. So unlike, say, basketball that I prefer to watch, or football, or pretty much any other sport, 
there is never a convenient time to take a bathroom break or to go grab a snack or to tend to whatever else needs to be done around the house. Which also means, I have come to learn, that you can't look away. Anything could happen literally at any moment in a soccer match. So you wait and you watch and you pay attention with this great anticipation that it's only a matter of time before something really exciting happens. What keeps your attention in the game is wondering about the when and the where and the how. It is almost this kind of belief, this act of faith that there is something yet to happen that we're paying attention to, we're waiting to see unfold. And as we were watching soccer yesterday afternoon, I'm working on this sermon, I couldn't help but feel like maybe there was a little bit of overlap between the World Cup and this time of Advent. This season, it is our time to wait and watch with special anticipation that God is capable of surprising us, of stealing away our burdens, our frustrations, even our sinfulness, if only we are kind of paying attention, if only we actually believe that God promises to show up and sweep through our lives, and that is, in fact, good news. Let's be honest for a moment. If a robot vacuum can somehow be mistaken, be mistaken for a robber, and if a thieving God can truly surprise us by stealing our fears or our distractions and replacing them with grace and hope, then maybe our greatest Advent prayer today is for God to continue to break into our lives and to rob us, maybe most of all, of our certainty of thinking we know exactly what God is doing so that in this season we can start believing that with God anything is possible. Amen. We'll turn now to God in prayer, speaking those words that Jesus taught us through the Lord's Prayer. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins, as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial, and deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. 
is my hope for you this week, that you'll pay close attention to your surroundings in these coming days. And as you do, may you be blessed to be surprised at the grace and hope of God that sweeps through your life in unexpected ways. Amen. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast, and thanks for your support of the ministries of St. Paul Lutheran Church. Our commitment to projects that lend hope to other people stretches across the country and around the world. We hope that in a good way you feel a part of that reach. Tune in next Thursday for another edition of the St. Paul Podcast.